0: Okay, so it's Tax Talk Thursday, and guess what? We have got to get this thing straight. It is time for us to end the feast or famine syndrome. The feast or famine syndrome is this. And I've been there and I've done that. And I know many people have. You have a whole lot of money and then you have no money. You have no money for a long time and then you run into some money. You get a tax refund. You get a uh, bonus. Uh, Somebody blesses you. They pay you back your money. You win a lot. I don't know what it is, but you have been in a famine for so long and you have asked God. God, please bless me. All I need is X amount of dollars. All I need is $5,000. All I need is $10,000. All I need is $15,000. Whatever that amount of money is. And you get blessed with that money. I know that it's happened to me. And so you go from being in a famine to being in a feast to being right back in a famine. We want to end that. So on Tax Talk Thursday, I want us to follow some new rules when it comes to our money. Now, the first thing that we've got to understand is the only thing worse, and I've said this before, the only thing worse than being broke all the time is being broke, praying to God for a blessing, promising that you're going to do the right thing. You get the blessing, and you only do the right thing for two minutes, and then you broke again a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later. That's a mindset issue. We've got to change the script. We've got to change the end of this story. We've got to change this trilogy because it happens year one, year two, year three. We fall into the same trap over and over and over again. So on Tax Talk Thursday, we're going to learn some new things to do with our tax refund. We're going to identify the things that we are not going to do and we are going to learn the new things that we are going to do with our tax refund. So first of all, I know that quite a few people don't get a tax refund because you are entrepreneurs. You make too much money. We're going to address that, too. But here are some of the things that you are not going to do with your tax refund. You are not going to buy any more furniture. Mm Nope. The furniture that you have is nice enough. The furniture that you have is good enough. The furniture that you have, you can sleep on it. You can sit on it. You can sit at it and you can watch it. You're not going to go buy any new furniture. Why? Because furniture is a depreciable asset. Furniture is a depreciable asset. When you buy the furniture, the the value of it will decrease before they can even deliver it to your home. So instead of buying new furniture to impress your friends, to impress the people who are coming over for whatever holiday, Easter, Mother's Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or whatever it is, instead of buying furniture, I want you to think about, let me take my tax refund, and if I was going to spend $3,000 $3,000 on furniture, <clears throat> excuse me, let me go on and spend maybe a third of that. Let me go find some pieces at an estate sale. Google an estate sale in your area, in your community. You might live in the hood, but let me tell you something. At these estate sale, estate sales, you will find something that's good. Go find some quality furniture, and then I want you to go invest in some stock in your favorite furniture store, and then put that money away to the side. Now, let your money that you are investing, let that money grow and then use your, um, use your money that has grown, use your excess, use your profit to then go buy the furniture. See, we've gotta understand that there are ways for us to get what we want if we allow money to work for us, okay? Here's something else you're not going to do with your tax refund. You are not about to take your cousins, their kids, your nieces, nephews, uh, everybody that you know, um, out to eat um, seven days in a row to all of your favorite restaurants, go to the mall, shop, buy shoes and clothing, and go on a shopping spree, a spending spree, and an eating spree. We're not going to do that. Okay? So I know you may feel guilty. I know you may feel bad. I know you may feel some type of way because you weren't able to buy your kids certain things for Christmas. You weren't able to buy your kids certain things for their birthday. You weren't able to buy... Uh, your significant other uh, something for Valentine's that you weren't able to do those things. So now that you come into a little bit of money, you want to do it all, but here's the problem. You're going to be broke again. And this is about passing the test. So if your money is funny and your change is strange, it is because we have not passed the money test. He who is faithful with little, will be faithful with much and he or she who is unfaithful with little will will not get to the next level okay so if you've got a little bit of money and you can't be faithful with it then you will not be faithful with a lot of money the scripture actually says he who is unfaithful with little will be unfaithful with much he who is faithful With a little. Will be faithful with much. Who can be trusted. With true riches. When he can't even handle. Unrighteous money. The bible calls money. Unrighteous. Meaning. If you can't handle money. How you gonna handle love. If you can't handle money. How you gonna handle success. If you can't handle money. How you gonna handle people. If you can't handle money. How are you going to handle. The bigger things. How you gonna handle it. So. Some of us have not gotten to the financial level that we want to get to because we're in financial kindergarten. I realized that after I had a bachelor's degree in business administration with a focus on finance and I had switched from being an economics major and a math major to a finance major, I realized that even though I had a bachelor's degree, I did not have any financial knowledge. So guess what? I went right back to financial kindergarten. That's where I went I went to financial kindergarten. I started all over and I said, you know what? We're going to get this thing right. Let me tell you something. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win. Okay, so it's Tax Talk Thursday here on the Millionaires Roundtable, and we are talking about the things that we can do to avoid the feast or famine syndrome. We are not going to continue to uh, be in the cycle where we have a whole lot of money and then we have no money at all. And we have no money at all for a long time until we get some more money again and we fail the test and we keep repeating these same destructive cycles over and over and over again. So on Tax Talk Thursday, I want you to start thinking about your tax refund in a new way. I want you to think, start thinking about tax time all the time. You see, tax time is not just uh, January, February, March, and April when most people are either filing their taxes and getting their refunds or trying to uh, file their taxes and pay their taxes and get it out of the way. And then for lots of business owners, they'll get an extension until September or, or October. And so tax time ends up being all year for some people. But what I want you to understand is no matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have, tax time It's all the time. Let me tell you why. So we're not going to go splurge on things. You're not going to go buy furniture. You're not going to go treat your friends and family to a whole bunch of stuff that nobody really needs anyway. And then sit around crying and being broke again. Okay. We're not going to do that anymore. First of all, if you understand that tax time is all the time, then you will start to learn how to live your life like a business. Live your life like a business. Now, let me just break this down for you. Businesses are the engine of the economy. A car without an engine cannot drive and an economy without businesses cannot thrive. So the government rewards you for being in business and you can start your home-based business. I have a class, how to start a home-based business. You can go to askland.org and you get all the information that you need. But when you have a home-based business, you are just as important, you are just as powerful, you have just as many uh, rights and you have just as many privileges as a Fortune 500 company. So the companies that you see uh, on the major news stations, the company that is at the end of the block, the major department store, the major grocery store, the major uh, uh, you know building at the end of your block or uh, on the freeway, those big businesses, just like your business and your business can be doing hair uh you can do nails you can be a coach a tutor you can be a consultant i say everybody can be a consultant doing something everybody can be a consultant doing something or teaching someone else something that you know how to do everybody knows how to do something even if it's i remember one late one time having a conversation with an elderly woman at my church. She was um, attending my Bible study and I was teaching about multiple streams of income and she was in her 80s. She said, well, Lynn, what can I do? The only thing I've ever done is clean homes and I don't know how to do that. I can't do that anymore. I'm not physically able to. So what kind of home-based business, business could I have? I said, listen, you can teach all of these mothers, all these single moms and parents and even couples, because, you know, I've been married for 20 something years and my husband and I, we needed help with our children. You can help all of these parents who are running around trying to manage their lives, trying to manage their children's lives, trying to manage their parents' lives, trying to maintain, uh, you know, their, their uh, position at their job. Uh, trying to get a raise you can help all these parents manage their households who cannot manage it alone themselves I've always had some assistance I've always had somebody I said you can coach the parents on what to do with their children to stay organized you can coach these families and teach the children when you get home from school do this when you get ready for school do that I said because parents we don't have time for that sometimes I mean it's sad but true you know I grew up in a time where you had to do chores I grew up in a time where uh spring vacation there was no spring vacation child it was cleanup week <laughs> guess what you did during cleanup week you were going to clean up and I grew up in a time where you know we wanted to go outside after school I grew up in a time where you had to come home from school do your homework first and then you could go outside I grew up in a time where you came home from school on a Friday And you went outside, but on Saturday morning, guess what? You had to clean up. You had to change your linen. You may have had to do some laundry. You had to sweep my... I grew up in a time during when that's what we had to do. And now these kids today, baby, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they are doing, but you can actually help, especially these single moms and single dads who are trying to do it all. With no help, you can help them manage their household. I said, you can be a home management consultant. And you can start all your uh, little social media and so on and so forth. And people say, well, what are you doing? And guess what? When you do it well for one family, then other families are going to call you. Because other people are going to say, listen, this woman is helping me get my life straight, get my children straight, uh, get my estate straight, get my, you know, she's helping me get my dating life straight. She is helping me so much that now I have some freedom. So this is what I told the elderly woman in my church. So everybody can have a home-based business. And the reason why you want to have a home-based business is because the IRS rewards you. So let's just say, for example, you're getting a tax refund and that tax refund is gonna be $3,000. I've got another $10,000 in tax write-offs that you didn't even know about. I've got, literally for most people, I've got tens of thousands of dollars in tax refunds that most people do not know about. But guess what? The government knows about it. The government has said it. It's in the IRS code. Now, most people cannot learn the IRS code because if you go to irs.gov and you try to print it out, they say it's over 70,000 pages long. So that's why I have been listening to my tax coach, um, Sandy Bakken, forever. If you go to askland.org, I can get you a free webinar um, that he provides. I can get you some basics and the very first time i ever heard him speak i went and tracked every single dime that i had spent for the year and i found another eighty thousand dollars in tax write-offs and guess what i was able to track everything and i was able to document everything so the irs rewards you if you are in business You can drive for Uber, you can be in a network marketing company, you can be a consultant, you can do work on the side, you can uh, be a, 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 a teacher, you can be a tutor, you can be anything that you want to be that is legal, ethical, and moral. And guess what? I've got some more tax deductions that you didn't even think about. You didn't even think about these tax deductions. So tax time is all the time. I said, you have to spend less money, you have to get more money, and then you have to get your money back. And when you get your money back, what I mean by that is you now get money that you spent. It is going to come back to you either in a tax refund or it's going to come back to you in another way. You're going to be blessed by paying less taxes than what you owe. So this is something that everybody needs to get. Because if you are trying to get to the next level financially, that means you want to make more money. Eventually, you want to have more money available to you to spend. But do you understand this? The more money you make, the more the IRS will take. Okay? The more money you make, the more the IRS will take. And I'm going to tell you what happened when I went from making... $100,000 a year to $200,000 a year. I'm gonna tell you what happens to celebrities when they get 50 million or $100 million. You think it's a lot of money, but the truth is the taxes eat up most of it if you don't have an education. So it is Tax Talk Thursday. We must get a financial education. You must pay attention to this thing. It is your season to go to the next level. Why? Because the harvest is here and the time is now. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, the Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. Okay, it's Tax Talk Thursday, and I have already said the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. Um, I remember getting my first big increase in salary. Um, I was a mortgage professional, and I was helping all these people get to the next level financially. And um, one of the very first thing that I did, first things that I did when I became a mortgage professional. And it's why I said to you previously, I said, if you want to be free, you have to understand that everything is not free. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. So I went from working as a community college um, executive to leaving my uh, $25,000 a year job or $27,000 a year job. And I was working so hard. I had uh, started this campus and it was more than successful. Their goal was to have 50 students. I had 388 students, but I had a staff and a budget for 50. And in order for me to get a salary increase from the 25 or 27 thousand dollars I was making, I forget which one it was at that particular time, but in order for me to get a salary increase, I would have had to go spend another 30 or 40 thousand dollars getting a master's degree. Only to get a $5,000 raise and and I just that was not going to be the life for me Okay, so for those who if that's what you're doing great, but that wasn't the life for me Um, I was young. I was married. I was ambitious and I realized when I had my first child a Girl no doubt. I think girls are might be a little more expensive than boys I think um, because they need hair they got to get the hair done. They got to go to ballet class They got to, you know all this kind of stuff and I realized when I had my first child, I said, I need a $25,000 raise for each child. Okay. If you want to take care of the child properly, if you want to still work and put them in daycare, you need another $250 to $300 a week just to put them in daycare. That right there is anywhere between twelve dollars and $13,000 and you haven't bought them anything yet. So I said, I wanted to go into a career where I could help people. That was the most important thing to me. I prayed that God would lead me into a career where I could help people, where I could come and go as I please. Um, I did not want to be stuck to a clock. I'm the kind of person, if you tell me to work from nine to five, you're gonna have some issues. But if you leave me alone, I might just be at that job from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and I might eat lunch at my desk, not take a break. I'm one of those people. I'm gonna work hard anyway. So I don't want you to put a clock on me. The last thing I wanted to do that I prayed for was that I would be able to earn money commensurate with my effort. So if I worked hard, I would get paid. Well, if I didn't work hard, then, you know, I'd have to deal with the consequences of that. So I come into the mortgage business and remember, I was making about $25, $27,000 a year, somewhere around there. So, um, whenever I got paid every two weeks after Uncle Sam takes out your taxes, I don't know, uh, that's $2,000 a month, somewhere around there. So after taxes, I was probably bringing in about $700 every two weeks, 750 bucks. So now my first check in the mortgage business, my first check is like $4,000 child let me tell you come on now i'm like hey 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 but i realized that if i had some help then i could make double or triple that so with my first check i hired an executive assistant because i knew that if if i hired someone to do all the faxing photocopying mailing emailing, sending people papers and things like that, then I could use my highest and best energy. I want you to write that down. Highest and best energy. We're going to learn. We're going to talk about that here on the Millionaires Roundtable. I could use my highest and best energy to go out and get more business. I could use my highest and best energy to educate more people and train more people. So I hired that person. I still had some money left over. Now I went from closing one loan to two loans, to five loans, to 10 loans. So I remember when I got my first $20,000 commission check. Now, I was accustomed to earning $10,000 a paycheck. And with my $10,000 per paycheck, um, I was married and I had you know children, so um, my uh, allowances, on my W-4, I had five allowances because I thought allowances and dependents were the same thing, they are not. So when I had a $10,000 check, I would get about $8,500 net after taxes. So I thought with this $20,000 check, I doubled it. So I said, it'll be 8,500 times two. So it'll be somewhere between 16 and $17,000. Now mind you, I was living check to Monday I had already spent the money before I even got it. Anybody like that? Raise your hand if you're sure, okay? (laughs) If you spend your money before you even get it, those are even more problems that we're going to have to discuss. Well, I was counting on $16,000 minimally when I got the check. The check was about $9,000. Let me tell you, I almost passed out. Uh, I got dizzy, and then I said, girl, you cannot die up in here because you need your money. I said, yes, I do need my money. So I went into my office, and I was running a big mortgage office. I called the IRS. People said, well, why'd you call the IRS? Because they are the ones who had my money. That's why I called the IRS. Who else you gonna call? Calling the HR people was not going to help me because I'm looking at my check and Fike them got it. I'm looking at the check. Fike them got my money. So that's who I'm calling. So I called the IRS, told them my situation, and I learned that day after speaking to a withholding agent, I didn't even know such a person existed, that once my salary doubled, I was in more tax brackets. So the only way to get my money back was to change my allowances, actually read the form, and then in order to be in a position where I would not owe the IRS at the end of the year, I needed more tax deductions. So the IRS says... We reward you for being in business. We honor you for being in business. The businesses are the engine of the economy because businesses are going to find a way to survive and thrive. But you must live your life like a business. You must learn how to get these tax tax deductions. And I'm going to talk about it. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay, so it's Tax Talk Thursday and uh, here on the Millionaire's Roundtable and we are trying to make our taxes work for us. A tax refund does not have to be this uh, sugar daddy, sugar mama type check that you only get once a year and you get to splurge and then you're broke again. A tax refund can be used to build, expand, grow and generate wealth. I've said already, that the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. So you, you, you know, my story going from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand, or going from a ten thousand dollar check to a twenty thousand dollar check. Um, you've heard about uh, Antoine Walker, the NBA player, who had uh, an infamous deal, well over a hundred million dollars. I think it was hundred ten million dollars, and he was only in the NBA for a short time. And he was, a, he was broke a few years after he got out of the NBA. Now remember, the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. Just because someone gets a $110 million contract does not mean they got $110 million, okay? So first he had to pay his attorneys, agents, and managers. That could be anywhere from 20 to 30%. So let's just say right off the top, somewhere between 20 and maybe 30 million is gone. So that 110 million is now down to maybe 80 million, somewhere around there. Now you owe taxes on this money. Now here's the problem with owing taxes on $110 million. If you get the money uh, January 1st of 2022 or January 1st of 2020 or January 1st of any year, you don't necessarily pay the taxes right away. Okay, the money is not due until April of the following year, and in most cases, the money is already spent. You already spent the money, right? And so, he has talked about this publicly where he has said he was buying houses and cars for family members, he was taking lavish trips and vacations, and you know, all of these things, and giving an allowance to this relative and that relative. Here's what you need to understand about taxes. There are over 400 tax deductions for people who have a home-based business. So if he was a consultant of some sort, If he worked for the NBA, but he also had a home-based business, either consulting or teaching or uh, doing any kind of consulting work, coaching. He could have had a a youth basketball team or whatever it is. He could have had a home-based business. And guess what? Now, when you pay someone, you don't give them an allowance because an allowance is not a tax write-off. Parents, stop giving your children an allowance. It's not a tax write-off. But if you pay that child to work in your business, you can pay that child up to $12,500 a year. And now that $12,500 a year is a tax write-off to you and it's completely tax-free to the child. So I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your grandmother, Pookie, Ray Ray, Keisha, Antoine, Antoinette, whoever it is, stop giving money away to people. Because that's not a tax write-off. And chances are, if you give them the money, let's say they called you to borrow some money, you gave them the money, you're probably never gonna get it back, and so on and so forth. So hire your family members. In New Wealth University, I have a whole academy called the Entrepreneurs Academy. And it teaches people how to build world-class businesses, but also also how to live your life like a business so you can get as many tax deductions as possible, legally, ethically, morally, and all with the permission of the IRS. Those trips he was taking. The IRS says if you take a business trip. So if, if I instead of going to the family reunion, I'm not going to any family reunion. I'm not going to the class reunion. I'm not doing any of that. My trip is labeled as a business trip. So when I fly, my airplane ticket is a tax write-off. My hotel is a tax write-off. My meals are a tax write-off. Even my dry cleaning. When you travel for business and you soil your clothing, when you bring those clothes back home, the IRS says you can now write off your dry cleaning bill. Okay? So when I took my kids to Disney World in 2008... The whole trip was a business trip. I spoke at my uh, convention. I sold my books. They worked in the business. And guess what? Everybody is happy. So if Antoine Walker had taken business trips, he would have had a tax write-off. We've got to learn to live our lives like a business. The harvest is here. The time is now. I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America giving financial advice. When you get my freedom package, you get the 21 days to financial freedom and how to start a home-based business. See you in class. Okay, it's Tax Talk Thursday here on the Millionaire's Roundtable and we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about, okay? We have got to get this thing straight, okay? Everybody thinks uh, that taxes are your enemy, but it can, taxes can be your friend. First of all, we have to pay taxes, okay? We've got to pay taxes so uh, the country can run, so we can have um, resources and uh, benefits to support people and to support the infrastructure and to have uh, street lights and schools and all these things. So we have to pay taxes. Um, but it is okay to put a strategy in place to get your taxes down to the legal ethical, and moral limit. And do not let haters, naysayers, blockers, and crab barrel leg pullers, do not let them tell you that this is risky. If you uh, did not go to pilot school and you tried to fly a plane, that will be risky. But if you've gone to pilot school and you have uh, flown thousands of hours, uh, then you can fly a plane. Um, If you have never done surgery and you're trying to uh, go and cut somebody open, that would be risky. But if you went to medical school and you did your residency and you learned the surgical procedures and you did your fellowship, then it would not be risky. So if you try to write off tax deductions that you know nothing about because you did not go to school to get a financial education, then yes, that will be risky, but that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about getting a proper education. I have been studying the tax code with my mentor who is a former tax attorney. He used to work for the IRS. He used to teach the agents how to go out and get people. But now all he does is teach self-employed business owners. He coaches us on the proper usage of the tax code. So once you learn the rules of the game and play the game by the rules, then it is no longer risky. The first thing that you must do is get a home-based business. And the second thing you must do is set your your life up and live your life like a business so that you can get your money back for things that you are going to spend your money on anyway. Let me give you some examples. I already talked about hiring your kids, your family members, your brother, your sister, your niece, your nephew. Um, in my household, everybody has a job, okay? Everybody has a job. I don't even have any pets because pets cannot work, all right? I'd have to go th- through some extreme measures to be able to write off a pet. You'd actually have to have them in the business, working in the business, in order to be able to take care uh, of those expenses and write them off. Um, I used to, I didn't used to have plants, but I bought a new house, and the plants came with the house. There are 88 plants in the house. And um, I cannot write those plants off. Those, They are living of being except in my home office. So when you have a home office, and let's just say for example, you've got a home office and you have four rooms and one of them is an office, and in this example, they're all equal size. Then you get to write, that's 25%, one out of four, you get to write off 25% of your rent, your light bill, gas bill, all of these things. So it is so important for you to get a tax education. The harvest is here and the time is now. It is your season to win. And so we're going to learn the rules of the game. We're going to play the game by the rules. We're going to find all of our tax deductions so we can be free. That's what we're going to do. Okay, so it's Tax Talk Thursday here on the Millionaires Roundtable, and we are creating millionaires one family at a time. Yes, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, one dime at a time. I love saying that because I really believe that this can happen for you. Yes, it can happen for you. Uh, Wealth is not just something that's reserved for. Uh, those who were born into it. Wealth is not something that was just reserved for, uh, you know, people of a certain uh, race or creed or color or religion. Wealth is something that is attainable by all of us. Now, it might be a little harder for some of us, but guess what? That's okay. I tell people all the time, they say, well, you know, if you are a person of color, you have to work three times as hard. To get the same recognition i say no if i work three times as hard that means i'm three times as good if i have to work three times harder that means i'm three times better if i have to work three times longer that means i am three times stronger so let's start to take uh these things that we call lemons that are sour and let's make them the lemonade of our life because yes you too can do it i'm telling you right now if i can do it anybody can so it is tax talk thursday and there are tax write-offs um, that you can have. And had Antoine Walker had a tax strategy because he probably owed uh, who knows somewhere between forty and fifty million on those taxes. Now um, on that hundred million dollar um, on that hundred million dollar contract, he probably owed somewhere between forty and fifty million dollars in taxes. I'm telling you. So if he got a uh, hundred million dollars had to pay out 25 to 30 million in agency management, legal fees, and then had to pay out another $40 million in taxes. By the time tax time came, it didn't have the money. And that's what happens to so many of us. So we're going to live our lives like a business. I don't care if you go into the family reunion this year. And, you know, they're going to be at the picnic and they're going to be burning up the rib tips and, you know, all that kind of stuff and uh, doing the electric slide and, uh, you know, all of the dances that we do, the wobble, all of that. That's fine. But you go for business, go for business. You can go for business and then you can still go to the family reunion and still enjoy yourself. But the difference is you didn't get your money back. And I did. Okay, so we've got to uh, get this thing down. Here are some additional uh, tax write-offs that you are not thinking about. Your car, when you drive your car for business, it is a tax write-off. If you drive your car for personal reasons, it is not. Okay, so when you have a home-based business, every time you leave your home and you go get in that car and you do business, you now are able to uh, document the mileage, And you are either going to write off the mileage at the end of the year. I think it's like 57 cents per mile or something like that. I don't know what it's been updated to, but it's somewhere up there. Or you're going to write off all of your expenses. So what if your lease was $500 a month? What if your gasoline, your maintenance, your oil changes, um, all of those things, now you get to write off a percentage of that. So if you spend $500 a month on your lease, that's $6,000 a year. And if you drove your car half the time for business, now you get $3,000 of that money that you spent. You get it right back. Okay. So we've got to um, learn. And there are over 400 tax deductions. Go get my book, get your money back, tax deductions you never knew about. Go to Asland.org because the harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win. We got to do this. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season. It is Tax Talk Thursday here on uh, the the Millionaire's Roundtable. And uh, let's talk about the action of the day and the word of the day. Okay, so the action of the day is this. Get enrolled in a class today. I just talked about five or six tax deductions. There are over 400, I have been studying the tax code for over 14 years now. And guess what, you never learn anything, everything, because the tax code changes all the time. So if your tax professional is telling you, no, you can't write this off, you can actually say, yes, I can, here it is in the tax code, you can show them where it is, and then you can show them your documentation, your proof, but you must learn how to live your life like a business. You want to be blessed with a lot? Then do the right thing with a little. You want to get to the next level? Then master the level that you're at right now. Once again, the word of the day, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. He who is unfaithful with little will be unfaithful with much. Who can be trusted with real money, with real riches? With prosperity, with a blessing, who can be trusted with true riches if he can't handle unrighteous money? Now, what are true riches? True riches is the state of peace and harmony and joy and love. We say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the verse before that says I've had a lot and I've had a little. I've been content in either situation. It doesn't mean that I give up. It doesn't mean that I settle. What it means is. I am learning how to actualize the gifts that God has given me, the talents that God has given me. And I am looking over them and watching over them and taking good care of them. I'm the pastor of stewardship at California Worship Center. And initially, my thought about stewardship was, "Okay, I'm the person who takes care of the money. Make sure we raise money. Stewardship is about getting your house in order. Go Google the word stewardship. Look it up. It's about your whole house. Become the manager of your financial house for yourself, for your children, for your children's children, for your community, and for future generations. We can do this. We can do this thing. It's Tax Talk Thursday. You must spend less money. You must get more money. But you also must get your money back. Why? Because the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. And so it is up to you to develop a tax game, a tax strategy that's going to help you win. It is your season. I'm believing in you. Guess what? We could do this together. I want you to go to asland.org and I don't want you to quit.